going to be doing a quick sharing on today's passage, Acts 2, 42 to 47. Thought it was timely that we're going through this passage as we think of church planting and what does it mean to plant a church. And uh, here we have a picture of what the early church was like. Just wanted to really um, study this picture and the different aspects that made this early church so appealing. It says in, it says in verse 47 that this early church, the way they lived, it led to them having favor with all the people. So verse 42, it starts by saying they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And here we see um, what it was that wanted the members of the early church together. And um, it had to do with what they were devoted to. And the first is the apostles' teaching. When we read through Acts, we see again and again what they taught and preached. And it's the basic gospel again and again. Who God is, what Jesus came to do, what Jesus did. Uh, sometimes they incorporate their own personal stories. Sometimes they incorporate history. It's God's word and what it teaches about uh, what God has been doing in history and what God did through Jesus. And so they devoted themselves to these teachings. Uh, next it says, and the fellowship. And just thought about how this is a word we use a lot, but what is fellowship? It's um, it's being together and in community with those with a common interest. And for these people, it's uh, this community based around uh, the apostles' teaching and God's truths. And they actually put in the time to build this kind of community. It wasn't like an, a once a week extracurricular thing, but this was the relationships and community that they um, devoted themselves to. And then it says the breaking of bread. And uh, we, our church, we love to use this part to talk about how much we love to eat. And yes, we need to eat a lot together because there's something about eating together that brings down barriers. Uh, but I think this particular phrasing also uh, gives us a picture of the Lord's Supper, uh, the 12 disciples sitting around Jesus, you know, hearing him share about how his body is going to be broken for them, his blood shed for them. And every time they did it, they must have remembered um, Jesus and his sacrifice that forgave them of their sins. And um, this is what our relationships, what we need to be devoted to, and this kind of honest uh, confession of who we are, being um, united around this truth that uh, the blood of Christ and his body was broken for us. And we are forgiven sinners uh, being a community together. And this will bring in the grace and love that actually makes our relationships sticky and close. And then it says the prayers. Just thought about how um, in this word, I think of this image of connecting with one another as we lift up burdens and thanksgivings and supplications uh, to God. And these four things are what the disciples devoted themselves to. And it built this close community. In verse 44 and 45, it says that um, they were together and had all things in common. And what did this look like? It looked like selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. So these um, two verses, they're still challenging. It goes against the ethos of our day where we uh, care about accumulating for ourselves and caring for me and, um, you know, having my own savings for my rainy day. And uh, not that any of these things are bad. You know, we need to be um, responsible stewards of our finances and um, save when we can. But here we see a picture of a group of people uh, that were so radical in the way they viewed their stuff. Um, they, they were people who had a loose hold on their things where um, it's not like they lived in one big commune, but uh, just as they saw each other's needs, um, their hold on their stuff was very loose and they were able to sell it and just give to people as they had need. I think another characteristic of this to these people probably was that they were in one another's lives. You know, I'm sure there wasn't like a wanted post, like a Craigslist where people are posting like needs and stuff. But just as they were in and out of one another's homes, um, they knew what the need was. They knew when their friend's child uh, didn't have shoes. You know, they knew when um, their neighbor ran out of milk. There was a health concern and somebody needed money to go see a doctor. They knew when there was lack in one another's lives and they lived with this kind of closeness. So as I think of closeness and knowing what's going on in one another's lives, um, in verse 46, the phrase in their homes really stood out to me. And I think this past year with SIP, um, us being in one another's home, uh, it decreased dramatically. 
And I know in the past months as things lifted and just we got to understand COVID a little bit more, there's been a little bit more of being in one another's homes or at least in each other's backyards. Uh, but just want to encourage us. Um, I think there's something about this past year and uh, COVID and SIP that's caused us to be kind of not in one another's homes anymore. And it feels a little foreign. I think there might be some of us, just our natural way of being introverted or needing our own privacy. Uh, kind of this time uh, allowed that to kind of grow again. But just want to encourage all of us. I think um, when we think of how we came to see the church and how we got to grow in just our understanding of the gospel and what it looks like to live it out, I think the reality is it was in one another's homes. It was in the homes of our leaders. It was in the homes of older ones, younger ones. You know, it was in our ministry homes, tea house and coin house. And just want to encourage everyone, let's not stop being people who are doing these things. And it's not just once a week, it's day by day. You know, day by day, they attended the temple together. They broke bread in their homes together. You know, and the picture we get is something so joyful, glad and generous hearts, praising God. And ultimately, that, um, that phrase I mentioned in the beginning, having favor with all the people. And um, I think I just had a little bit of correction in my thought today. I often think like as a Christian, I need to go out and try to bless my community. And um, I think we do need to do things like that. We need to notice needs in our community, you know, uh, those who uh, need help, those to whom we can give. But I think the reality of the early church is their relationships with one another and what they did in one another's homes, it was so attractive and so potent that the community could not help but be blessed by it. And they gave favor and no wonder it says that the Lord added to their number day by day those who are being saved. And ultimately that's what we are about. You know, we want to bring God's message of salvation to people. You know, we're not just here to try to uh, make people happy you know, or fill people's stomachs, but we're here because we have this message of salvation, right? It's a message that Paul was so confident about in 2 Timothy. Through Christ, life and immortality was brought to light, and in this gospel I was entrusted. And so he was so confident, and he was so full of zeal, and even in his last days before he was martyred, you know, he was telling Timothy, don't be ashamed of this. Live this out. Pass it on. Entrust it to faithful men. So just want to encourage us, Let's be faithful men and women who continue to hold on to this gospel and live it out day by day in the way that it's described in Acts 2, 42-47. Loving one another, devoting ourselves to God's word, being in one another's homes. Alright, so thank you for today's word and have a wonderful day and we'll see you together tomorrow. Bye!